you'd have to look outside of your world to go find the inspirations to bring it back in. You just can't keep going down the same track that everybody else did. Because if you do, when you get to the end, you're like, oh, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is literally the act of insanity. Welcome back to this week's episode of The High Performance Leader, the podcast for leaders working in complex, challenging environments to gain insights and ideas which help you increase your impact without burning out and to help you build a high-performance culture in your team. I'm your host, Jimmy Burrows, and if you're new to The High Performance Leader, make sure you subscribe or follow so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes before you put down your device. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode and this week I'm joined by somebody who is quite fascinating and I'm sure you're going to love this episode. I'm joined by Keith Cronin who is the founder and owner of Capital Catalyst and we're going to get into what does that mean in a little bit but Keith welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I really appreciate it. This is a known you such a long time. This is a chance to come on here and actually chat and to larger audiences but this is just great. Absolutely. And, you know, you and I met when we were going through a scaling activity for JBL. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today in terms of how do big businesses uh, do some stuff that's going to help them scale. What I want to get into initially, though, is what brought you to this point? How did you get here to running Capital Catalyst? What's the journey? Uh, so the journey is even in Capital Catalyst, this is just just started because of where the journey goes. But, you know, as it always goes, there's you go to a spot and then you go to another spot. So here's the spot I am now. But the spots before, there have been a bunch. So I'm actually a doctor of physical therapy by trade. Uh, and then I was a just like a manager. You know, you go in there, you do your normal stuff. But I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I eventually worked my way out to running a company called Dynamic Tape uh, in the United States. And they're actually was initially based out of Australia. And I ran international operations. And so here I am, a physical therapist, but now I'm doing shipping, logistics, warehousing, you know, doing sales shows. And you just start learning a lot of things along the way. And then that's led into working with other companies that are also in that rehab space. And then COVID hit. And I did all this stuff for years. And then in three weeks, all my business went away. And I had to re- just completely start over. And I, had, I just started recently doing marketing and cold email system and doing these basic things that are out there. And I started, I partnered up with someone and, and we just took it from nothing to about $2 million a year in eight months. And it was just from understanding your audience, knowing what their needs are and being able to connect the dots in that lead gen and sales space. And then that also was with the same time, one client I was working with just helping them raise capital via cold email, just sending out messages and say, hey, are you interested in this particular opportunity? And over the course of time, they raised like $16 million. And I was like, wow, you know what I need to do? I think I just need to take it to the next level. So I went and got myself fully certified series seven broker dealer, uh, joined a group. I actually just got on this week. I've been studying for four and a half months. I'm 41 years old. And I'm still trying to figure out ways to reinvent and uh, push forward. And I learned a lot along the way. And I hope it's interesting to any audience that wants to listen. It's such an exciting story to hear that you are on a journey of reinvention. And one of the things that you specialize in is helping businesses that maybe are larger to reinvent themselves so they can get larger or helping those entrepreneurs to find that real value of reinvention for themselves. And, you know, I want to share with our audience a little bit about you. You have worked at, and I'm going to say extreme scale when it comes to lead generation, sending millions of messages a month, supporting business growth 
and now helping to scale organizations rapidly through a variety of tactics. But, you know, there's got to be a reason behind wanting to do this scaling and growth and business. And I remember when we were talking initially, you said that, you know, we're in the midst of unprecedented financial and global challenges and businesses need to think a bit differently. And so I'm here to help them. Talk us through that. What what does that help look like? Because presumably for each client, it's a little bit different. But what, where is the area of specialty for a large organization that's thinking, hmm, we need to think a bit differently? What are some of the opportunities or low-hanging fruit that are there for them? I, I think when we also talk about it, and even since we spoke about that, it's even moving more rapidly. We have AI coming into place, which AI is just essentially mimicking the things that we do. It's doing it at a faster pace. The way that we have to keep up is we have to get back to actually the customer and what they want, the consumer, what, how they feel, what they're, they're, the emotions that are involved in what they do and how they do things. And I think the things that we get caught up on are just the demographics. And if I fit to this audience, I send. You know, there's so many different ways that you can send, whether it's LinkedIn or a cold email, or you actually do Facebook ads or Google ads. You have to get out there and you have to market your brand and who you are and what you do. And whether it's really great when I've worked with small companies because they, they're really connected to the people that they're talking with. And I think this is a larger company. It gets to be a challenge because so many layers of separation occur that they start to look more just like numbers and space as opposed to what emotionally energized you to in, connect with this brand, to connect with this service, to do anything. And what started you there? Because that is what built the company. And then I found with the larger companies that can tend to kind of fade away because we lose that connection. And so in these times, when you're talking about higher interest rates, you were talking about capital that before was seemingly almost free to all of a sudden we're at five and a half plus percent to go get a home. It's 8% here in the US. You do all those things and it makes you look at, okay, how am I going to spend my time, my efforts and my money? So those sales groups, those marketing groups that are in there that you have in your organization, they have to look at it, not just from the standpoint of I'm checking the box, I'm doing the things I need to do every day. They need to connect with that audience because right now they're getting hit with so many things that are real, so many things that are fake, so much stuff all day long. How do you stand out when you have now systems that are designed to follow you around, to connect with you all day long? And here you go. I'm one of the individuals who does that. I'm the one who's been going out and I can find the targeted message and to, to hit home and to get you to have a, an emotional energized reaction to then go, yeah, I'd like to learn more, right? Well, if your sales teams and your marketing teams aren't feeling and going in and getting that same emotion, and you can do this from the top, from the CEO down, if you aren't connecting and finding what really turns a the two categories of needs and wants, what can you do to create a, if you have a product or a service that's a need, Versus you have a product or service that's a want, okay? The way I always tell people to do this is if you have a need, you need to make them, you have to make them want to need it, okay? So you have to give them want to recognize their need. I'm a healthcare provider, so what do I do? I go and tell people, I'm going to go and crank on your knee and you don't want to be here, okay? And it's going to hurt terribly, but if I'm going to show you, you're going to want to come in here because you need to move, okay? That's one example. But then the other example is you have to also create that, that energy to make you need a want. And what is that? That's a simply going, how can you connect an emotion to somebody? They go, you know what? 
that's good. I'm game for it. Let's. I'd like to give this a try. You you probably see this with messaging and things that go out there. And don't worry about the mechanism that goes. It's not that. It's the emotion. You have to emotionally connect with people because they feel so detached these days because they get hit all day long. And by going down to the baseline, instead of looking at them like a demographic, 35 to 44-year-old males who make $150,000 to $200,000, stop that. What makes them feel like they want your product or service? What, what, why did you get into this in the first place? Where did you start? Because guess what? That's probably still going to work. It's just harder at a larger scale because we get desensitized. Instead, if you want to be truly challenged and you want to get in there and keep your business not only growing, but being able to energize the people in your own organization, as well as the customers coming in, the first thing is emotion. Billion dollar decisions are made on emotion. Everyone thinks, oh, they're always completely logical. Not true. Okay. The decision you make to do a $5 purchase can just be instantaneous and reactive. It's actually the middle ground ones that are a little bit tougher. And so I encourage it's at these times they keep changing as money is more expensive and you have to go and focus it in certain areas. You need to sit back and go, do I actually know my audience? And if I do, what am I doing to emotionally engage them on a regular basis? What value am I providing them? What education am I providing them? How am I standing out against all the other brands and all the other businesses out there so that when they wake up, even when they're getting hit left, right, and center from everybody else, all they can think is about my brand and what we make them feel like. It's so interesting, you know, the overlaps between building a high performance culture and building a high performance business. And one of the things we talk about with leaders is connect with the person, not the position, because they are not just their job title. They're not the job they do. They are a whole person and they have emotions and feelings and families and hobbies and kids and whatever it might be. And what you're saying here is if you want to get to the crux of a business decision, actually what you want to be targeting is the emotional center of their of their brain and the things that maybe uh, they're worried about they're fearful about they're thinking about that they want or they need in their lives and then going well how do we how can what we have solve that problem for you by giving that to you and just connecting you with our service or our product it's benefits i mean we have the same things in our own lives whether you're an employee whether you own your own business you're the ceo to the janitor it still comes down to benefits how do i make money save money save time decrease a headache increase marketability stroke an ego or do right by people it's the same seven in some way shape or form all the time the only difference is how we approach it so let's take those same things to our employees right and so you're looking down and say you're talking to a marketing sales department or you have another group that's in operations there can be tension between the two but the reality is is they're here to make money they're here to have a life so they can take outside of it and do the things that they love Bring now in your customers. They're coming in here because you have one of those seven things that attracts them. And the people who work for you need to inspire that same element that they're looking for because if they're not, they create a disconnect. So what happens there is a confused mind does not buy. So if all of a sudden I'm bringing energy X and energy Y is not matching it, nothing happens. And this is where the bigger it gets, where the disconnect with customers can come because you can just say, oh, well, we feed more Google ads and it will be just fine. Yeah, that works for a while, but guess what? You can only feed so much. Oh, well, we're going to do so many sales conventions and talk to people. You should, and you should be able to connect with people. But if you're not emotionally energizing your own staff along with the customers and there isn't, as there's a disconnect, guess what? It breaks. And that break is what I see happening with large companies and AI is trying to speed it up and let's do more and more and more. And I'm going to say, slow down for just one second. 
and ask yourself, what are you putting out into the world? And then what's coming back? Because if you're not getting stuff back, what you're putting out needs to change. I'm, I'm so fascinated by the fact that we're talking about raising capital and growing businesses quickly. And the crux of the conversation is emotionally energizing our staff. And I want to go a little bit deeper on this because a lot of our listeners, most of our listeners are senior leaders who, you know, they're not writing the copy. They're not sending the emails or the marketing messages. They're not the ones doing the sales meetings. And they might be, but chances are they've got teams and teams of people who are doing those for them. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a CEO, I'm a senior leadership team member who's sitting around the table going, well, we need to do something a little bit different here, but I'm hearing this emotional energizing thing from, from Keith and I'm thinking, how can I how can I get my teams doing that with their customers? Can you walk us through maybe some some tips or some steps or some ideas that if I'm thinking I need to energize my team to emotionally connect with our clients and customers in the way that I used to when we started this business or you know the founder did when they started this business, what would they what where would they start with this? Yeah, and that's and that's a great question. And there's and the approach that I have uh, is sometimes a bit. I would say distant, but it's let's, we're going we're gonna to mix it up here. One of the first things that if you're in senior leadership, you rely on your staff and everybody who's coming through to be the voice to you. And then you make the decisions that come down from it. So as you mentioned before, oh, hey, we got the copy together. Here's some of the metrics you're saying. Here's what I'm going to ask you. Did you ever look at it? And here's what I'm going to probably say. Probably didn't. You looked at the metrics. You looked at the stats. You looked at everything that came through. Did you actually see what went out and read it end to end and get a feeling off of it? Then did you take that and you probably have people that you would, uh, along the way, you probably have some trusted advisors or people that were not part of your business, but they provide us really good advice. Of course, the, of course time. What I always do is this, I take it and I give it to them. Hey, what, what are your thoughts on this? What, what do you feel off of it? Then you go down to those, you probably have testimonials or customers and everything else. Are you reaching down to those individuals and saying, hey, we are just going to do put together a quick, uh, we have this, this new product we're actually putting out. And me, as one of the senior level people, we just wanted to gather together 30 or so people and just wanted to get your feedback on it. What you usually end up doing is you pass it off to other people. In this case, what's going to happen is your emotion and energy is going to get down to the bottom where you had originally started. You were here, you're growing, right? It kept going. And then this entire thing, this battery, I call it, because you're, you're basically a battery in a lattice structure. So you've been powering this thing for a long time. And then you spread your energy to everybody else along the way. Well, what happens is, is, is it goes down the line, it dissipates. It does. It's just the way it is. But then if you realize if you went back down to the bottom where you were re really connected just for a moment, so you don't have to do this forever. I'm going to be clear. Get a feel off of it because now you're going to be emotionally connected again. You go back to the top. And you go, guys, we need to make some changes because you're relying on everyone who is essentially a copy and or a connection or extension of you to tell you what you should be doing. When at times, if you want to re-innovate re once, twice a year, you need to go back down to the bottom, feel it, get a feel. Then when you come back, you're going to look down from 30,000 feet and you're going to have a different view because you thought the bottom looked like this because when you left it, it did look like this. And then you actually get down there now. Guess what? It doesn't look like what you've been made. And if you can do that, that changes everything tremendously because now you're relying on you and your expertise and your experiences to make decisions. You don't have to do them all. You just have to come back down and connect. Hey there, Jimmy here. Hope you're well. 
I just wanted to drop into this podcast and let you know that my new book, Beat Burnout, Ignite Performance, the leader's playbook for building a high performance culture is going to be released very soon. And if you haven't already, head over to my website and grab yourself the first chapter of the book absolutely free. The address you want to go to is beatburnout.jimmyburrows.com forward slash book and you can download that first free chapter to get you interested and excited about the topic of purpose and the reason we're giving it away for free is because we think that purpose is the single most important factor for beating burnout and we want to get it into as many hands as possible so head over to beatburnout.jimmyburrows.com forward slash book grab beat burnout ignite performance the leaders playbook for building a high performance culture and enjoy reading you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting. I, when you were telling that, it just reminded me of a story when I was early starting out in my corporate career and the country MD came in from London and uh, said, I'll, I'll come on a sales meeting with you. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I'm a junior junior consultant and the, the country MD is coming to, to take me on a sales meeting. And there were two things that happened in that meeting. And this is a client I've been working on for quite a while and wasn't really connecting really effectively. And the country MD walked in and, and, you know, he was a master of his art and he just made this great connection and he shared these amazing insights and he really built trust and it turned into one of my biggest accounts. And I, and I was thinking about it after, I was like, what, what happened there? And there were, there were a few things that were going on. Um, first of all, he knew how to energetically connect with, with that client. So, and, and it, this was well below his pay grade. Going on a sales meeting for the country MD was, a, you know, it was a small, a small thing, but he knew how to connect. He knew how to do that. He also inspired and showed me how to connect. So I was one consultant that came back and I shared this story of, oh my God, and Gary came out with me and it was amazing and he did these things. And so all of the team around me were like, oh my God, how do I get Gary to go on a meeting with me? But they were all like emulating some of the things that I'd said that he did in the meeting. But also he got a really good handle on where his consultants were at and what they were saying and doing. And you know the training that we'd all gone through was suddenly, well, maybe that training could be tweaked because these consultants are not getting the intent or the, the stuff that sits behind why we do this. They're just getting the, the parrot version of the training. And I think this is what you're saying, right? Is if you want to generate more business, you've got to get back to the energetic spirit of what you were trying to achieve in the first place or what the company was trying to achieve in the first place. And you're probably a master of your art, but you haven't done it for a little while and you can go back and see what's happening and just reset the rudder slightly. <laughs> You always remember, you'll sit there to riding a bike and you'll get down there. You just like, oh, well, I have the world has changed. I got it. So have you, you've, you've gone with it. You haven't gotten to this point by accident. Success begets more success. So you could say, oh, well, this is a young generation and I'm, they know this stuff better. No, because it got here because of what you did and how you did it and the people you brought with you and the way that you inspired and your customers and your, your clients, they feel that and if they can re-engage that feeling it didn't go away like all of a sudden human emotion and everything didn't just change overnight it didn't also oh all ai is here see you later and you know that didn't happen we're now actually craving more connection more because everything is so distant like i've said and what you said right there that is perfect you this person he's like this he should this person shouldn't be they're really important and just by that one act alone, you felt more empowered. You felt, you felt like 
Okay, I can do more. Okay, okay, well, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna learn. Okay, this this is cool. He's gonna get he got a little bit of feedback, and even though that feedback could have been absolute malarkey, it didn't matter because you felt hurt. And guess what you did from there? You like, I can do better. And Absolutely. now that's right, you, and that's now yours to do. And he and or he or she, they're benefiting from it. And that client felt amazing as well because oh the, the the big big boss had turned up to have a meeting with them and they were like oh well clearly this relationship's important and it was that personal connection which grew I mean I said that account became one of my biggest accounts and it was incredible to to watch that growth just from that one meeting after I've been struggling for so long so there's a lesson in there you know does this work does this work with old business so we talked about sort of generating new business or getting new deals over the line with energetic connection does this work with um, re-stimulating old business as well. Absolutely. And it's, in fact, it's the most important thing. I mean, we, we all know that the, from a marketing perspective, the most expensive thing you can do is offer a new product to a new customer. Okay. That's the most expensive. The most profitable, generally speaking, is offering a new product to an old customer because you, it doesn't take as much. But because it doesn't, we spend so much time pushing forward, pushing forward, get more, get more, get more. What are you doing to add value and harness the ones that already have believed and behind you? And here's the kicker. It doesn't take a lot. I mean, it doesn't take a lot for longtime customers. Just that little, hey, here's a 10 or 15% coupon off the next thing or a discount. Or would you like to get early access to some of the new things that we have going? Do you know that creates a sense of, of special? And, like, and they say, hey, also, if you invite five of your, your friends, they also get that special red carpet treatment. They get early access to it. Watch pretty much if I were to say this, watch literally anything a Taylor, Taylor Swift does for concerts and everything else and how they roll stuff out and merchandise and everything else and follow that lead. Okay. They connect with the audience. Now take that for any business. You have to go back to your base. How are you connecting with them? Are you actually doing anything that hits them up or is it just always when I have something new? I live in Colorado and I live near, near Vail. So they're out there regularly. You go to Beaver Creek as an example, and they have warm cookies they walk around with to give to kids to keep them excited. So this is an old customer. They're there, and they're just making sure you remember next time to come here because of the feeling you got from it. You go anywhere, and they have this sort of ethos that they do. That's what that's more of a service, and you know your, your Disney's and everything else do that super well. When you go to something like a product, are you only talking to them when you're trying to sell them? Because if that's the only time you're talking to them, that's not good. Why are you talking to them otherwise? When we've done this before for building Facebook groups or building new audiences for smaller businesses, we say offer four information or educational contents and then one offer. So are you doing a four to one ratio? Because I bet you're just doing a one ratio. Just offer, 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 offer. What if they don't want the offer? Okay. So then you're going to alienate them. You're just going to say, stop trying to sell to me. Can you speak to me? What could you do to just say, Hey, there's some great things you can do with our product. We want to show you kind of a list. Now we're collaborating with some others. Hey, we put on this event. We want to show you all the cool things. You're absolutely invited out to it. All those things just make your old customers come back. And when they do, they are so valuable. They are because they are your best referral source. You can Google all day long. That's great. All right. Send out all your Facebook ads. Awesome. You can go make partnerships. Wonderful. You get your customers to organically talk to other people and bring people in. And that is so incredibly valuable that if you aren't doing things to engage them on a regular basis, you are wasting money and effort. You are sitting here spinning on a wheel and you're putting one, one customer in, one customer out. And you're like, we just got to go faster. Stop, slow down. Why are these people leaving? Why aren't they still engaging? It's something you're doing wrong that they originally you had. And then guess what? You stop doing it. Go backwards. Go back to the bottom. 
Go back to what were you doing that kept them engaged and then go, ah, there it is. Back to the top. Hey team, here's what we're going to do. But only you, the city leadership can do that because you were there when it started. You were there and you felt it. And now you're going to be there to not just fix it, but push it forward. And, and even if you presumably weren't there when it started, you started there for a reason. You joined for yeah, a reason. Yeah. And so, and it was what was attracted you to the brand or the business. And, and what we tend to see at the senior leadership level is it's a pretty considered choice to go into that organization for you know, yeah. three to eight years in a senior leadership role. So why did you join? And, what, and how is that perception of the brand or the way that the business works cascading into the customers, cascading into the way that you interact and you know I was fascinated you brought up Taylor Swift and I was thinking initially it was like I'm not sure Taylor Swift is an appropriate reference point for a senior leadership team and then I was actually recalling a, an article I read in HBR about the sophistication of the Taylor Swift Enterprises marketing and branding machine for customer loyalty and her her fans are lifetime fans right her business is generating billions of dollars a year through customer loyalty and so it's the way she makes people feel at every single moment is the sophistication behind it, not just that she stands on stage and sings songs. There's a whole lot of smarts that go behind that. Uh, she just makes people feel excited at the concert, but there's a whole lot more that sits below it. We This conversation has, has gone in so many uh, fascinating directions that I wasn't expecting. And, and I think that's a good thing because... Often when we're in senior leadership teams, we think in a track, you know, we're like a, we're on a set of rails and we just keep going where the train is going. And Keith, what you've suggested is that maybe we think a little bit differently. Maybe if you want to get that performance edge, we take a slightly different energetic shift and stop thinking about business and start thinking about people and feelings and emotions and energy and customers. And I love that. If, well, I brought Taylor Swift. That's I'm trying to create a... And, and like, you brought Taylor Swift to the conversation as well. So. <laughs> I don't go to concerts. I don't do anything, but just think of the model. Just just if you sit back and you go, you're always, a, you're always looking at a big business and you're looking at other big businesses like you for the answer to what you should be doing. You need to stop and go look around because mm -hmm. there are so many other things you can learn and take. And as I come here to you today, talking about I'm a physical therapist who has experience in marketing, warehousing, distribution, sales. And I'm sitting here talking about broker-dealer, capital raising, talking about private equity and venture capital. You go, you've been a lot of different places. And they go, but I've taken something from each of them. And when you put them all together, you can bring a lot to the table. So as a senior leadership, you have to look outside of your world to go find the inspirations to bring it back in. You just can't keep going down the same track that everybody else did. Because if you do... When you get to the end, you're like, oh, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is literally the act of insanity. I like completely agree. And yet we all seem to keep doing it. We'll just do more KPIs and more goals and focus harder on profits. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It sounds like you've done a lot, Keith. Um, what's something you wish you had done but never got around to doing? I'd probably say earlier in my career, I was probably the opposite of what I'm talking about here. So if I say didn't get around to doing, it would be taking that advice before to try to be more expansive and try to take more joy in the things that when it wasn't working to do the more traveling or the more fun. I'm doing more of those things now, but earlier I had the time and the effort, but I was so focused on trying to move forward that I actually ended up spinning in circles. So for me, you know, I... I was when I was 18 or I was in college, I just taught myself to play the guitar and I took so much joy from that. It wasn't to make money or anything. It was because I enjoyed it. And 
every moment now that I do have is like, okay, I'm a, I turned when I turned 35, I learned how to ski. So I started skiing. I skied 37 times this past season and I worked less yet. I seem to continue to have more success and connect with more people and work with even better businesses by doing less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the age, age old adage, isn't it? Of getting off the hamster wheel and the less you do, the more you can achieve because you're focusing on doing the right things, not just doing all the things. Yeah, I could probably yeah. learn a lesson from that as well. <laughs> we have to constantly like eat, eat our own our, our own advice uh, on a regular basis. I've, I've had the fortune of so many great people that have helped me along the way, and it, now I'm trying to do it and pay it forward. Where before I've been the one the receiving it, and now as I sit here, I go, okay, what I wish I did more, everything. I want more of everything, and it's not more business or just more. Well, I want more money or I want more people to be success and be important. No, I actually just want more of life. I think that's probably the thing we are, the only thing we can't get more of. Um, we just have to enjoy the the, the time we got. You don't know what we have. <laughs> if people want to reach out to you, Keith, if they want to get in touch, find a little bit more about what you do, the value you add and, and where to connect and have a conversation about what's some innovative stuff that you can bring to my business to help me, what's the best way to get in touch? It, it probably just go to the Capital Catalyst sites. It's uh, Capital with a K and Catalyst with a K because uh, my name's Keith and I just added some more Ks in there. So it's kind of fun. Uh, but CapitalCatalyst.com. And there, there's just, just basic information. But I find I have enough in there that you go, okay, here's the stuff you've done. But more in reality, uh, it's go hop on a call uh, because that's the best way that I find if there's a match to work with anyone. Uh, even you know, the clients I work with, the first contracts I always have are all 90 days. And because I don't go and go sign up for two year long or year long, because like we don't really know each other yet. Let's give it some time and see if it's going to work out longer. And you don't hold two ends to each other for forever. And that's uh, that's the way I've always done it. Whether it's in capital raising or whether it's in uh, business development or lead gen or marketing or working with sales programs or helping organizations, just what I talked about. Go back to the bottom, get the feeling, bring it back to the top. And then what's crazy is such little things can make a huge difference. Completely agree. Keith Cronin, founder, owner of Capital Catalyst, Taylor Swift advocate, and uh, (laughs) man of many, many tricks, millions of emails later, uh, understanding the key emotions, messaging, and facts that need to go uh, into creating innovative business change. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Ways of Working podcast. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate it, Jimmy. I appreciate it so much. That's it for this week's episode of The High Performance Leader. If you enjoyed this episode, please drop a review on whichever platform you listened on. We really appreciate it, and it helps us to connect with new listeners. Also, if you haven't already, head to jimmyburrows.com and download a copy of my latest bestseller, Beat Burnout, Ignite Performance. It's the leader's playbook for building a high-performance culture and is packed with practical action tips to get you started. Stay tuned for next week's episode of Game Changing Insights and ideas on the high performance leader.